Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Paychecks Business Series podcast. I'm your host, Gene Marks. I'm a certified public accountant and regular business columnist for a bunch of publications, including Forbes, Entrepreneur, The Hill, The Washington Times, The Guardian, Philadelphia Inquirer, a bunch of publications. But more importantly, I'm a small business owner of a financial and technology management services company. I've teamed up with Paychex, the leading provider of human resources, payroll benefits, and insurance services to bring you real-life advice from real-life business owners and industry experts. And in this podcast, we'll talk about the complexities of running a business and how they're handling the challenges they face. My guest is Mark Doust. Mark is the founder and CEO, CEO excuse me, of Quiet Light Brokerage, where you can find him at quietlightbrokerage.com. Uh, and, and Mark, your company you know, is really a broker for anybody looking to buy or sell or start their own internet, internet-based business. Am I describing you correctly? Absolutely. More the more more the buy and sell. We don't do too much on the start side. Of course, I love to talk to people that are starting just because I'm kind of a geek when it comes to this stuff and um, find it all super enjoyable. But yes, yeah, we, we are an advisory firm for those looking to exit their online businesses. And uh, we certainly work on the buy side as well to help those who are looking for them. Yeah, you say, you know, on, when I did some research, you know, your website talks about selling your website. You know, I mean, um, what is selling your website me. It's actually, so when we started, that was more of the language that we used and we've been moving away from it just because the online world has obviously changed. But back when I started 2006, 2007, everything was just a website, right? And, and what I really focused on back then were the people who had profitable websites, uh, websites making money either through affiliate income or some other way and were looking to exit that. Maybe they had a full-time job and it just became too much for them to manage or any other reason at all. But as we've grown and as this industry has matured, it's turned more into just online business. So who were your clients? Like, tell me, give me some examples, some of the businesses. Are these e-commerce sites? Are these, like you said, affiliate marketers? What's your bread and butter? Yeah, all of the above. So we do have a tilt towards e-commerce. And these days, if you're in e-commerce, you're typically in Amazon. So we do a lot of work with Amazon FBA sellers, uh, those utilizing that marketplace, but also uh, e-commerce businesses that may not be on Amazon. Maybe they have a Shopify store or um, a Magento store. We also work with SaaS companies um, and content sites. We actually have a couple of very exciting content sites. So think just blogs or courses, um, but a little bit above the dear internet, here's what I did today sort of blog, right? These are uh, thematic and giving some very specific advice and really good uh, information. So our rule is if it's online, we, we work with it. So would you say that the, that the companies that you work with, whether they're buying or selling their, their sites, it's pretty much their core business or do you or do you have some clients that are you know my core business is selling retail I do have a website I want to spin off my website and stay focused on my retail channel what what's more common yeah more more of the former I mean we do get the the uh, the latter where you might have somebody who has a physical store and is looking to sell just the web portion but typically it actually works the other way when somebody has a physical store and they start online they realize huh, I think I actually want to do the online thing instead uh, so right. they typically keep that portion the vast majority of what we do is um, people who their core business it's online. They started online. They've grown online. They understand how to build an online business. So um, I don't know. Listen, I, you and I don't know each other that well. So I don't know how much you know, but there's been this um, this pandemic going on, hmm. this coronavirus thing. You really? aware of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just to bring it up to speed. It's a global thing. has been affecting a lot of people. Anyway, what does that do for your market? I mean, are people... Um, 
you know, has, has there been an uptick in the people selling their sites or, or a drop off? What, what has that been like for your business the past couple months? Yeah, I've been getting that question a lot, understandably so. <laughs> uh, I would describe it more as a pause. <laughs> um, okay. Right around the time where the pandemic news just sunk in and we saw the markets tank, there was just a kind of a pause. And the pause happened somewhat on the buy side, although most buyers were pushing ahead. We actually were closing deals during that time. The pause more came on the sell side. And the reason for this is that there was just these temporary disruptions that happened in a lot of our clients' businesses that needed to be addressed. And these disruptions may have been with their inventory supply. A lot of clients, a lot of e-commerce businesses order uh, inventory from China and China had just come out of their lockdowns. Um, so that caused a pause maybe with inventory outages or... Amazon was uh, giving preference to essential products and that may have caused some problems. But on the flip side, a lot of our clients saw massive spikes in business um, where they were just trying to hang on. And the idea of selling at that time just didn't make sense because who knows what was going to happen in the future with their business. Um, now, today, we're several months past that. Um, we are seeing a, a, a return of business as normal as far as deal flow is concerned um, and uh, businesses coming to market. Um, I'm fascinated to see what's going to happen in the next uh, few months. Uh, but the big question in my space is has this restructured the way people shop permanently? In other words, right. our clients who have seen this big spike in income, is that going to settle back down to pre-COVID levels or are we going to see the new floor be higher? So let me, let me jump in on that. It, it, it's a fascinating question that you're asking because um, when I talk to a lot of business owners around the country, many of them were able to navigate through this downturn by opening up other channels. And one of those channels, of course, was selling online. Um, and I've had a lot of, a lot of people tell me like, wow, man, we've expanded our online presence. Thank God for that. It is, you know, it's generated, you know, a lot of, a lot of sales for us. You know what I mean? So, you know, do you think that that is, um, you know, that seems like an opportunity for me um, to invest in an online business or to buy an online business if we think there could be a fundamental change in buying habits going forward, if at least just to have another uh, another channel. Do, do you think that could you know, that, that's where we're going to go? I, I think so. And this has been the other interesting thing that's happened. Um, within about two weeks or three weeks of the market crashing, I heard from a lot of buyers and a lot of people in my network saying, I'm ready. I'm ready for the deals. Right. And they were right. casting back to the Great Recession when we had that because there were a lot of deals with the Great Recession. Uh, online businesses got hurt during that time. We saw a lot of businesses with a decline in their revenues. The opposite seems to be happening this time around. The, the uh, pandemic, if we could ever say a pandemic is good, which I don't think we can, but it's been good for online businesses, um, generally speaking. And I, I think the opportunity to invest is that businesses um, online businesses in the space are valued based off the recent historical performance. But I think the future looks really good for a lot of these businesses, especially if we do see a restructuring of how people shop. So I think the deals are there, but not in the way many buyers were expecting. I think the deals are that if we wait a year or two years, a lot of these businesses have the potential to be significantly more uh, expensive and, and valuable. Yeah, it, it, and it seems like an opportunity both for buyers and sellers. If I'm looking to sell a site, I could pitch that to a buyer and say, hey, this is my price, but you know, you can see where the trend is going. You might be getting in on the ground floor. 
Um, if you're looking to buy a site, same reason, you know, I mean, you know, it, it, it's an investment if you think that's where things are going to go. I think I know the answer to this question, but I, I want to hear your thoughts on it. You, you know, you mentioned that in 2009, online businesses got hurt, but in this, re, you know, in this economic downturn, the opposite is the case. Online businesses and e-commerce have been growing. What's the difference between now and 2009? Well, and just to be clear, there have been some online businesses that have been hurt um, yeah, uh, if you're true. in the wrong industry, right? But I mean, the, yeah, the, the answer should be fairly obvious. It's the fact that people have been forced to stay home and do their shopping from home. Uh, you know, I'll take the, the pet category, for example. We've had the opportunity to look at a few businesses offering pet products. People traditionally like to go into stores to shop for pets. They like to see what they're buying, their, their dog or their cat or, or their bird. Um, being that these stores were largely shut down across the country, it forced people online. And so we're seeing those businesses have a huge spike in revenues. I mean, just mind-boggling what the growth is. And so the question we have to ask then is, will people, once they have the opportunity to go back in stores, will they do that for the regular items that they're going to get? Or now are they more inclined to repeat the behavior that, that uh, uh, they were forced to take with the shutdowns? Um, some industries, not so much, you know, uh, kids, uh, crafts and games, uh, those went through the roof. I mean, just mm. e Christmas on steroids for a lot of these companies. And I would expect that to pull back, uh, somewhat because eventually kids are going to be going back to school and parents aren't going to be trying to figure out how in the world do I entertain my kids and work at the same time, right? which drove that. So it, it is, a, you know, the, the general assessment, in my opinion, is that online businesses have had a huge boon. Once we start slicing this up, we do see some that were hurt. We do see some that will have a permanent structural shift, I think, in the way people think about their businesses and others that may see a retraction to pre-COVID levels. But uh, to what level? I mean, that's, this is all looking in a crystal ball. That's more uh, deep in the ball than I can really look. Yeah, as I found talking, you know, you talk to, you know, uh, epidemiologists and economists, no one really knows. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. so Just be, be prepared to be wrong, right? <laughs> right. Be and you do this for a living and you see it. And, you know, in the end, like you just said, you're, you're, you're not 100% certain where it's going to go, but you, you do have some inklings. If I wanted to buy, um, you talk about like an, an acquire of a, of a site or an e-commerce company. Do you find that buyers buy their targets because they want to add an e-commerce platform to their existing business? Or do you find that they buy a target because they want to just buy that business and operate it? Yeah, more of the latter. What we do see quite a bit are people coming from the non-online world and moving into the online world. Um, the online world offers distinct uh, advantages over the physical world. And, and uh, obviously there, there are some uh, drawbacks as well, but the distinct advantages are really a freedom of lifestyle. Um, I'll point to a, a business that I sold last year that was pulling in around $15 million in revenue per year, had a total of three employees that were all remote, and the owner was working about 20 hours a week uh, on that business. Uh, the ability to scale without adding a significant amount of infrastructure in people or physical buildings or even physical products as much is much more, uh, you're much more capable of doing that in the online world. And so we do see a lot of people who come from the offline world, the brick and mortar space, and are looking for a little bit more flexibility in their, their work-life balance. And the online world provides that. Now, it comes with risks. You know, that's, that's the offset, right? Every, every benefit comes with some risks on the offset. And that is you lack physical infrastructure. And so your value is really built up in the, in the business itself. But um, when we're looking at buyers, most buyers are adding to existing online portfolios 
or making that jump from the offline world into the online world? With COVID, um, I've seen a lot of my clients and a lot of people I speak to, uh, older business owners, are, I've been talking about selling their businesses. It's, uh, and and a, lot, a big reason why is because they're older. You know, the average age of the U.S. small business owner is over the age of 50. And, um, you know, with COVID, for many of them, it was like, this is, that's my, this is the last straw. I got to get out, you know. Online businesses, do you, do you find that the average age of the business owners are, I would think they would trend younger, which would mean that they're, you know, would, would have a different mindset towards selling their online business. Do you find that? Yes, uh, that, that, that's certainly fair. It does trend younger, um, although uh, as we all age, I think that number is going up, right? Um, when I got into the online world, I've, I've been, um, I graduated college in 2000 and jumped into the online world right away. Um, and I was part of what I would consider maybe this first wave of large entrepreneurs, large numbers of entrepreneurs getting into the space, maybe at the beginning part of that. Um, that wave. And as we've gone uh, forward, people that I've known for a long time, uh, obviously, we're all aging at the same time. <laughs> and so um, I would imagine that time will cure that uh, and, and make more of a balanced, uh, a balanced uh, age group. We do see uh, people uh, in their 60s with online businesses that are, are coming to sell. But most people who are selling their online businesses are doing so because they're moving to a new opportunity. Um, and tend to be more uh, interested in, in that startup process. And once they get established with an online business, many of them are just looking to, to do something different because it's fun to start and not as fun to run over a long period of time. Coming out of the pandemic, are you making any different types of recommendations or giving any different advice to people looking to either buy or sell an online business? Uh, that's a really good question. On the buy side, it's really understanding the bump that you're going to see in somebody's financials during the COVID period. Um, and, and this is the, the, the biggest question, obviously, on the buy side is, am I going to get a good return on my investment or am I going to lose my money in this space? Because if, if the business disappears, you lose your money. You don't have the benefit of the physical assets to sell to, to reclaim some of your money. When you're looking at the, the profit and loss statements and the historical financials of any online business, you will see something happen during March and April and May. And understanding is this COVID related or is this something else um, is really important. And that's going to be a difficult uh, challenge. Uh, on the sell side, um, really, it's, it's just to keep a steady hand. Um, I think for a lot of sellers, um, this whole experience has been really difficult, even those that uh, have seen a huge jump. I, I spoke to one uh, individual whose uh, sales were uh, jumped over to $100,000 per day, and he was telling me, I've raised rates to try and keep on to my, hold on to inventory because he, he wasn't used to selling at that, at that pace. Uh, and so the, the uh, instinct on some of these people's part is to, to, to get out. It's too volatile. I can't do this. Well, this is such a unique <laughs> event. Um, I think taking a longer term outlook and allowing for some of the dust to settle is probably a very good thing. So keeping a steady hand through this, seeing it through um, uh, the, the entire process and seeing where you end up at the end of the day, I think um, we would all benefit from a longer term outlook. Mark Doust is the founder and CEO of Quiet Light Brokerage, which is a broker that, that specializes in buying and selling internet businesses, online websites, e-commerce sites. Um, Mark, by the way, before I let you go, you're based in North Carolina? 
We're headquartered in North Carolina. I'm actually in, in Minneapolis, St. Paul. I so saw that we're on all your over. LinkedIn profile. Yeah. So you're running it That's virtually. Right. That's it. absolutely. Everyone that works with Quiet Light Brokerage, we all work from uh, individual places, including Georgia, the country, and the UK. Huh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation we can have uh, some other time, but that's great. So again, quietlightbrokerage.com is Mark's site if you're looking to buy an online business or sell your own online business. Uh, Mark's, Mark's services as brokers might be very beneficial. For more information about what we discussed today and other coronavirus questions and topics, please visit the Paychex COVID-19 Help Center. The address is paychex.com forward slash coronavirus dash resources. Mark, thank you. Great advice and great information. I might look into some of the things that you're offering as an aside, but thank you for spending some time with me today. And uh, everyone, thanks for listening and we will see you all next time. This podcast is property of Paychex Inc. 2020, all rights reserved.